0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15 of Our Time Is Now. Got a special guest for you guys today. Good coworker, good friend, Miss Harmony Malone. We're gonna jump into a discussion of a project she has just recently working on, been working on for the past two years. Um, wanna talk about it a little bit? Just describe what it is.
1: What's going on, good people? It's your girl, Miss Harmony, coming at you live to say hey! Um. So yes, as my dear friend Tyler uh, was sharing, I've been working on a project with a bunch of wonderful local artists called Masters of Movement. Um, as told by we, us, them, it was a two-year project where we were retelling the stories of um, significant figures, people of color, black bodies um, in the in our history. Each and in, in the each and every single artist got to choose. Um, Someone that they either admired or saw themselves in, um, and they decided on which way to retell their story. Mm -hmm. And uh, the individual that I chose was Maya Angelou, and um, I got to unpack a lot about her and myself in this so right. i'm excited to Sounds be good. sharing more with you all
0: yeah i got a ton of questions for you um, i was all over the place scatterbrain quote had a couple quotables in there and um i just want to touch on it you know go into more detail that we may have not have got the chance to during the q a mm. so we're going to jump right into that let's go
1: Day about um, my project masters of movement as told by we us them with my dear friends Um, Megan, Omahondro, Billy, and Willow. And so um, I'm Harmony, for those of you who don't know me. And so we're just continuing to have this discussion. He had some questions. And as I shared at both Q&As, if you had more questions or were curious to know more about that project, um, please feel free to reach out to me. You can email me, you can call me, you can Facebook me, you can Instagram me. Um, all at Miss Harmony. Um, and so this is just the, the continuation of that discussion. So feel free to tune in or tune out whatever's whatever feels best to you. That's so it. we're going to get into it. This is my Ooh. dear friend, Tyler.
0: What's up, people? How's it going? So I am a scatterbrain, if you can't tell. So I got arrows all over the place. So I'm going to try to make this go in order. Maybe not, maybe no. So. Um, so you've been working on the project for two years.
1: Yes.
0: Um, the big thing that caught my attention in the beginning is you said, you know, what, what motivated you is you struggle with contact, even with people you love yes. and that kind of hit home. Cause I feel very similar, um, due to maybe the loss of your father. Yes. Uh, I lost my father too in fifth grade, so I know exactly where you're coming from there. Um, now do you remember what was the first thought? that really kind of popped into your head when you initially wanted to start working on this project?
1: Um, well, Megan I, Megan and Kathy came to um, a handful of us. It was, we actually originally started with myself, Willow, G-Quan Booker, yeah, my best G. friend. That's my OG, triple OG. Salute. Um, I love G-Quan and um, Gazelle. And um, it was an idea that they had been crafting, I guess for a little while and been in conversation about. And um, when they came to us, I was, I was looking to be a student in any way. I, I was getting tired of constantly giving and giving my talent as an artist, as a dancer. For those yeah. of you who know me, you know that I um, have my own dance studio, so I'm constantly teaching and educating our students. And then um, we're currently at the Greater Ithaca Activity Center, which is our, my full-time job um where i am always giving back so everything i do is giving um and serving community and i'm honored to do that but i really wanted to be a student and so when megan and happy approached me and asked if i would be interested in being a part of this project i naturally was like absolutely um and then when we started to get into practices i remember on the very first day of practice we were at um, CSMA, which is the Community School of Music and Arts. And um, I had been teaching there at a time and I had transferred my, um, my program over to Megan and had her take over the hip hop instruction um, there for me because um, I was tired. <laughs> and um, we were practicing and we were doing contact improvisation where um, the uh, Kathy or Megan would give us a word to um, emulate or recreate, and I remember the only person that I was extremely confident and comfortable with touching me was Jeequan because Jeequan is literally the other half of me. Yeah. Everybody knows that that is like um, if if you know me, everyone knows that Jeequan is literally Miss Harmony in male form, <laughs> and. Um, And so he was the only one I was comfortable with touching me, even though I had a relationship with everybody. Um, And I, and I struggled with trying to figure out the reason as to why. And it wasn't until I sat down, we sat down as a group and started to process um, because some of them had noticed like, Harmony, you're usually so touchy and lovey-dovey. And you know, this was the scene, I see you struggling. And, um, and so we started to unpack that and unravel that. And um, I realized that it was connected to my father, the passing of my father, and um, connected to this moment that I had when he had passed, when so many people wanted to touch me um, and, you know, give me comfort. But really, it was they're looking for comfort in touching me um, and security for themselves and not so much for me. So it wasn't even a moment that was about me. It was for them. and, um, And I didn't like it. Because oh. I felt like people um, were ignoring me and being selfish in those in that moment of um, let me touch you so that you can feel better. I think I hope, but really it's so I can feel yeah. better. And hundred um, percent. And so in that moment it was hard to um, separate those two feelings for me in class because um, because I knew that I loved all these people very similarly to all the people who were touching me. I knew that I loved them, but I. Um, I didn't like it and I didn't know how to say I don't like that uh-huh. and um, because I, I don't like to hurt people's yeah, feelings. Yeah, you, you don't want
0: to just come out your face and be like I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but right, don't touch me. I, I have a, I have a song that I wrote a while ago and I said some I guess it kind of relates similar to that. And I said, everybody always says you're in my prayers. But how many of us are actually praying?
1: praying yeah, you
0: know, and uh, that, that, that resonates home. Like, is it for you or is it for me? Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree with that. But this is a new venture feat for you then, because you were always in the dance. I mean, back when you used to rent out GIAC and do your dance school here, you were always in dance. This is like taking the stage in a different light now? Um, Performing arts, I guess, still under the same umbrella?
1: Yes and no. Um, Again, I've been been acting in this community since eighth grade. Okay. Um, And so I was known for theater, for being a musical head for a long time. Um, I actually, a lot of my cousins would probably credit um, their journey and in, in musicals to me, yeah, and, uh, and grandmas, right? Our grandmas, our grandmas. I'd be like, Grandma, they won't do it with me, and you know, girl, go over there, and go try it out, go audition, you know. And so, um, <laughs> and that's how some of the, some of my my cousins got into musicals and things of that nature but i've always been a theater baby um my mom was a very eclectic listener and always uh encouraged us to go and branch out and and find the thing that we love and i realized that musicals acting dancing singing simultaneously were the things that brought me joy
0: Uh
1: and so um i when i got to college i didn't uh i didn't do anything on stage but i did take some classes um and I went to school for therapeutic recreation in hopes to be a, a therapist, uh, a therapist of play. <laughs> um, and so I've always even even um, as an adult, I've still had several opportunities to be on stage and to act uh-huh. and to sing. I sing at my church, uh, Calvary Baptist Church. Oh. <laughs> and um. And so I'm I'm always I've always been engaged. So it's it is under the umbrella of all the performing arts. But they were always requesting that I utilize my gift and my talent um, to teach others versus yeah, yeah. just letting me be on stage. So I've had a handful of opportunities to be on stage, um, and I I miss that aspect of.
0: Being I, an actor. I remember seeing you with with the kids too, and they always follow you around, Miss Harmony, you know, and. Uh... brings me to another point in here somewhere is that it was cool to have nia host it because i've always said like you're like a mini nia of the community yeah you know i've told you that before i'm like yo you're like her like in a way like just on a younger version because you're like very involved with the community your kids you know they all look up to you Mm -hmm. and um i think that was pretty cool um when we were talking somebody had mentioned from the 1700 to the 1970 museum display of Sarah Bartman mm-hmm. that was studied with the auction block. Yes. And even though it was a white woman on the pedestal, the way I took it was like, interpreted it like, you know, society, you know, that that seems like higher in society. Mm-hmm. And then when you brought up Leslin as um, doing theater, I totally forgot until you mentioned the actual thing where she did, and I remember her telling the story about it. Mm-hmm. But um, looking at your facial expressions, I told you that it was, It was funny because I knew who you were personal personality. So like, it was like, yeah, he, he fun and games. But the reality of it was the flip side, the, oh shit. Like, you know, like, is this how I'm supposed to look or like, Ooh, am I supposed to look like that? Like to fit up to society standards. And that's Mm -hmm. how I interpreted it from the pedestal. Mm -hmm. So elaborate more on that.
1: Yeah. So I think that it's interesting, the matter of perspective, right? Um, white versus black, um, old versus young, um, because I know what my intention was behind that scene, and it wasn't a pedestal, right? A pedestal is yeah, usually- Yeah, not, not a pedestal,
0: but the block. The, yeah. The block, I think, right? The yes. auction block, but yeah. but there's
1: a distinction between those two things, yeah. right? Because yeah, well, a pedestal is uplifting- A yeah, 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 of course. Versus yeah. being on an auction block, which is mm-hmm. very demoralizing, and um, in, that, in that scene where Kathy is standing on this block and as I shared with um, at both Q&A's if she wouldn't have been someone that I loved immensely I wouldn't have cared about her emotional well-being in regards to are you okay being auctioned mm-hmm. um, because as I stated at both Q&A's I, my body is auctioned every day as a person of color and there's so much work that goes into just getting up to exist in this world today. Mm -hmm. And so um, in that scene, right, where I was, was in Maya's childhood. And I was very strategic in that. So I was highlighting um, Maya Angelou's mutism. This is a trigger warning for those of you um, who do not care to hear about rape or sexual abuse. This is a moment that you might want to tune out for a hot second. Um, because I'm going to honor the journey of Maya Angelou. And even in saying that, it, uh, it sometimes upsets me because the act of rape itself is not nice, nor is it, um, nor does it give permission or ask permission. Um, but Maya was raped by her mother's boyfriend when she was seven. And her seven-year-old logic, um, or she, when she was raped, she went and told her, her younger brother, Bailey, And when she told her brother, Bailey, like she she had already um, made this like was already afraid because the man had told her, like, if you tell anybody, I'm going to kill you. Um, And so she was already terrified to tell her brother, but she loved her brother and I loved her brother immensely. She calls her brother Bailey her heart um, as well as her son, Guy Johnson. But um, she had said like or a couple of days later after she told her brother the name of her rapist, the police came and knocked on her mother's door and said that this man had been kicked to death in the street. And her seven-year-old Logic had told her that her voice was so powerful that it had the power to kill. Mm -hmm. And so she went mute for five years at the age of seven. And so um, for those of you who did not get to see the work, in my work I had transitioned into her childhood and I really wanted to honor um, her mutism, because I don't know about you, but it's very difficult for me not to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to speak. I love my, the sound of my voice. I love the sound of my voice when it engages with others and brings joy to others. Um, but imagine not speaking. Every other um, every other uh sense is is magnified right and so she said her body became an entire eardrum Mm -hmm. and so what you see is me playing as a kid and like running around this willow tree my friend willow ended up being a tree and i called him my willow tree but like listening to the heartbeat of a tree and smelling the air and smelling all the differences in the air the difference between fall and winter like you know the smell of rain but how how often do you actually um you know enjoy it or um, appreciated. Uh-huh. And so I was trying to highlight all these different things like flavors and tastes. There was a point in time where I picked up the, the leaves, leaves that were on the ground and I stuck it in my mouth and like to highlight her senses of her taste, of her taste buds. All these things were magnified because her voice was silent, she was silent.
0: That makes more sense to me because yeah. I, 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 I was hearing the letter and then I kind of took the second part as a silent pain performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that she was mute, so that definitely makes a lot more yeah. sense to me now as opposed to why you wrote the letter. Because mm-hmm. whether she's speaking verbally or whether she's speaking, you know, through, through, her through, writing. through writing, yeah, it's still you're still penning it. Um, yeah, that was the one quote where she said... Um, when I stopped speaking, my whole body became an ear. Yes. So I, I did yeah. actually quote that. But you already you beat me to the punch.
1: Yeah. And so like also just to reference back to, to highlight the intersectionality between Maya and myself, um, right? Her silence was so loud. It was deafening. And in my my letter to Mama Maya, I had wrote a line where I said, um, nobody knows the scream behind my silence. Uh And I wasn't talking about her, I was talking about me as an artist, um, as someone who's in this community who, again, highlighting the fact that I'm always called to serve, but how many people take the time to actually learn about who I am. Like how, Uh if you think about all the voices that you know, just in the Ithaca community or wherever you may be viewing this from, or listening to this from, um, think about all those Powerful um, individuals that you look up to. How often do you take the time to consider, like, hey, they're a human being that goes through things. Yeah. Who's there for them? Mm-hmm. And um, and so, even when I wrote that letter, it was so overwhelming for me. I had to stop several times because I was like, I can't. I couldn't imagine being Maya. And I highlighted this point where I said that I was tired and how I was embarrassed to say that I was tired because, you know, we still have all these beautiful activists and advocates who are who are 70 and 80 who are still, still fighting. And I'm 27 and I got the nerve to be talking about some, <laughs> I'm tired, I just want to take a nap. I just, I'm so emotionally spent, I just want to be, done, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so um, here I am at 27 and these people, or these, you know, heroes who have paved the way for my greatness, for your greatness, um, it like they're still fighting and so um and and they're they're
0: people too they're they're ordinary people right it's it's really the power you give yourself Mm -hmm. to really take it to the next level like if you live in that fear you kind of suppress your own your own power and then you go oh well I can't do that until you actually go do it you never know right and then you might be the one breakthrough the one crack in the wall that sends the rest of it tumbling down exactly you know Mm -hmm. um that was uh I love that. Oh, I oh. love
1: that he has all these questions, and they're like, the, you go, "Can I steal this for a second? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's
1: <laughs> <You guys, pens. laughs> like all over and written sideways and upside down, but I love it. Because
0: as it's going on, I'm trying to watch the show, but I'm trying to like scribble. So I wasn't really. I was like writing it without looking down at the thing, you mm-hmm. know. But um, the pens, the, the 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 drawing on with the pens, and you yeah. wanted to feel the real pain. Yes. I was like the same milky pens, you know, I didn't know what it was at first, but I saw like, the, I, I symbolized it as like the cuts, they they cut deep, mm-hmm. you know, and scars and everything that comes with it.
1: Yeah. So um, again, for those of you who didn't see the show, there is this moment um, where I'm highlighting uh, Maya's journey as a sex worker. She was a madame and um, she had to do what she had to do to take care of her family. And she was a really tall woman. She was six something you know um she was yeah she was tall and she was considered ugly and all this jazz and um and she had in her documentary she go there's this scene where she um goes back to stamps arkansas which is where her grandmother lived where um she grew up and she um was reminiscing about a moment in time where a white a white child had disrespected her grandmother by revealing herself. So, like, you know, dancing on her head and, like, pulling up her dress, like, look at my body, like, because it's not ladylike to reveal any part of yourself. Um, but she was reflecting on this moment where she had to grit her teeth because she she would walk through town um, through the white part of town to get home or to go wherever she needed to and how um, she desired that freedom, essentially. And she didn't have it and it would, you know, it would anger her so. And um, and she said, so when I took the pen to write, to write with, to tell these stories, I am rescraping over these scars that have healed, right? So if you think about, I don't know how many of us have them, but like, um, black people keloids sometimes right and so we get these really big scars imagine like cutting that open again and like keloiding over that again this is what she was doing this is and this is the beauty of her um ability to um bring bring into uh bring into a space um the beauty of an analogy sorry I was taking out mal- I was trying to find the word an analogy right um but she paints a picture so vividly and so clearly um when she says like I took the, the pen was scraping over these scars and reopening these wounds again uh-huh. and so um when she said that I said I want to recreate this moment on my body right so um I r- remember how triggering it was I don't know And I pray to God, you know, for those of you who are watching this, um, I apologize if anyone has ever taken advantage of you um, and abused your body. I am, I am a survivor of sexual abuse. And um, I know that this work was triggering for me and I'm the one who created it. And it was extremely triggering for every single person that participated in this work. And I had everybody that was a part of our group participate in this work and recreating this um, sensual, sexual work and then saying, come treat me like dirt. You know, essentially making all of, ooh, I hadn't even thought about it, which is also why it's so triggering because I keep (laughs) unpacking a new layer. But I essentially was asking them to come and rape me again um, with their pens and like just, disregarding my body as a whole, disregarding the value of my life as a whole by taking this pen and marking me, right? So in the scene, you see Megan Omahondro, my my dear friend, who then transitions to be a a mother later. She writes ho across my chest. And I, I don't know if you've ever had like, it's one thing when you're in school and you're drawing on yourself and like making doodles. It's another thing when somebody is stabbing you with a pen um, I really felt that pain, and it really hurt a lot to have it, to not only have the word ho written across me, um, to because I because of the labels that society gives you, right? Um, and that's in all realms. That's in you know, in religion, in um, society, in like being being black, being white, this idea, these these notions that are placed on our bodies, these assumptions that are placed on us that don't belong to us. We don't have to claim those things, um, but we're given those things, and it's hard to fight, and that's what I mean about you know, black people are constantly on auction because we're constantly being thrown these labels. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not this, or you are this. Stereotypes, and, and it's
0: just things that have stuck around for yep. so long now that you eventually start to, to believe it. it. exactly. Yeah. And it's that's, ha-
1: right, and so it's hard to fight that idea every mm-hmm. day. And so to, to ask them to come and literally, physically write on my body, right? You see Willow go all the way up, like all the way up my arm, all the way down my chest, and then he throws me away like I'm done with you. I've used you for my purpose. You served my purpose. I'm done. You no longer matter. The deed is done. And yeah. that is like, even in saying that I know I'm smiling, but that hurts to, to say like, um, and the, and these are all my friends and I'm making them do something like they, tap into this really other side. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, that they either have experienced on the, on the negative side and didn't want to relive. So nothing about my work was, um, easy.
0: Nothing yeah. about it was easy. And that that, that brings a uh, conclusion to when you're drawing with the pen as her being the writer that she was, you're reliving those traumas through the memories. So if you've already witnessed it, even whether if whether you were silent or not, you're rewriting it. Yeah. It might not mean anything to anybody else, but it means something, something to you. you. So you're always gonna feel that pain no matter what. Yeah. I mean you can release it, but it'll still always be there in the back of your mind, no matter how minuscule or how extreme it may have been.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um I was uh, telling my parents actually because we were watching it how to how I used to watch you at GAC on a night shift in the, at the custodian and I said this this was like your calling like dance it always was and, you. and you bring on GQuan being the male counterpart he also used to rent the yeah. studio and come in with his class and do everything. Um, Megan had mentioned its emotional and physical and intellectual emotional and physical intellect. Don't harm, we shy away from the legitimate connection. Hmm. And I don't know, I just feel like your your entire project had all that intertwined. And now that you're really breaking it down, it opened up just so so many more doors to me just in this little session. Because Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, I didn't understand the concept of the whole silence. But knowing that she was mute for five years definitely brings, okay, that's why it was the letter and then silent pain. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all Y'all all as a collective As a whole are what we call in hip hop MC's because it's a master of Ceremony and it don't matter whether you're, you're Grabbing the mic I mean MC Technically means somebody who's like you know Hosting something mm-hmm. and they're, they're on the microphone But mm-hmm. I believe it's, it's all art forms Whether it's dance, acting Music, writing even mm-hmm. Do you write a lot Would you ever consider possibly Publishing a book
1: that's so crazy. I want people to leave me alone about a book. (laughs) No, um, I, I have a lot of writing and I have considered, um, I have considered putting together something. Um, I don't want to say necessarily a book. Um, I don't know. It would be some, I feel like I could even do do like a
0: Kindle, like, you know, it doesn't need to be like a novel necessarily Mm -hmm. like 500 pages, but you could do like a, like a a poetry book, a memoir something along those lines, you know,
1: I've thought about it, but I'm still not sure because like some, some moments I'm still living in right now that I'm trying to unpack. Mm -hmm. Um, Pamphlets. Yeah.
0: Do like a pamphlet type (laughs) thing, like the old days. Miss Harmony's pamphlet, volume
1: one. Uh, it reminds me of like Bridgerton, the uh, the series Bridgerton, and it's Lady Whistledown, you know, like um, I'm like, I could be a Lady Whistledown and write all this.
0: Well, <laughs> These yeah, little... Every, everybody cultists. has their own story, and I think like if you have it to tell, you know, whether it relates to one people, a hundred people, a thousand people, a million people, mm-hmm. you might not get to that stage where, you know, you're MLK speaking at the White House and you have this entire masses that could relate to you, mm-hmm. but... If you have an auditorium, a gymnasium, even a classroom filled with circle of people that you're helping, that you're yeah. mentoring to get through those tough times in life, it means more to those 10 people than it could so, to yeah. capture the entire world because yeah. they never had that. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: But I think that I do that in the work that I, in being a teacher, of right? And as being a dance instructor, my when I'm teaching... I don't just like give you counts of eight. I'm having a conversation with you about what's going on. So like right now, for in preparation for Black History Month talent show, um, United is currently working on um, some choreography to the song "Stand Up" in the mo- from the movie Harriet. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a line. Um, there uh, there's a stanza in the in the song where it says um, talks about. Uh, Hold on, I'm
0: trying to get to the, to the lyric. Like a line in the sand.
1: Yeah. um, uh, It's something about like um, crossing the line, right? And like, I I sat there for like 20 minutes explaining, sorry, y'all. It'll come to me probably later, but, um, it's talking about crossing this line, this line of freedom, right? And our movement is like, we're digging this line into the ground. Like this line indicates that as soon as I step over this, I am free. And I was like, can you imagine that like, there's not a physical line. You don't see like this red tape. That's like, here's freedom. No. But like you knew that once you crossed over into this land that, you know, this was your freedom. And I took the time to explain for 20 minutes about that journey. What does that mean? And I like, I'm real with my kids. I always allow the space to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. with my kids. And so I was like, could you imagine that? I like, I grabbed one of my students. Like, could you imagine? Obviously with permission, I didn't just grab one of my children, (laughs) but like, was like, could you imagine that she belongs to me? And she ran away from me because she, you know, I'm treating her poorly. I'm whipping Mm -hmm. her. I'm doing this. And, Um, She's running away so she could be free, so she could be her own person, and I catch her. Do you know I could kill her because, you know, and I have these real, real conversations with my kids because no conversation is too difficult. It's a matter of your discomfort with that conversation, which is something that you need to address for yourself and unpack for yourself. But no, conver- I think that there are things that are inappropriate, yes. But I think that no conversation is too difficult to have. There's a way to navigate that. And children probably know more about it than you assume anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I was thinking about that that line and I t- every time we have a moment, especially in Black History Month, but every day is Black History Month over, over there with us, you know, um, but we were unpacking this, like, and to see them processing, like, I couldn't imagine having to belong to anybody and yeah. not have free will right because they belong to their parents
0: mm-hmm.
1: right but i was like could you imagine if your parents not, every day it's not, it's
0: not your parents right. it's just a stranger or somebody you yeah. know even you know
1: but some of them i mean some slaves their their father was their master you yeah, know yeah. so
0: where um, you were just genera- generationally there. Yes. So it was kind of the norm what right. you would consider the norm at that time. Yeah.
1: So I think that like even though I'm not I have I've I write in when I get overwhelmed about stuff, but I think that the power of the conversations that I have and engaging with my students is where the history and the legacy is mm-hmm. for me. You know, because I did, um, in my letter, I had wrote, like, I want to be remembered, Mom. I want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to be remembered. As long as all these kids that I've touched, all like, all their lives that I've touched. Has a story has to tell a about story. you. Yeah, and it's their own unique journey about whatever mm-hmm. relationship they have established with me. But they are going to have that, and that's going to be my legacy. Even yeah, if I yeah, never yeah. have a building, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, they are, that's still...
0: I like it. It brings it back to the large stage or the small stage. It's all a stage. Um,
1: That's good.
0: You That's did good. you did mention uh, Miss Harmony is loud. And, and uh, you know, to see you sitting quiet for so long was weird because being a performer, even though you were performing in in your own different way, it was definitely harder. Um, nothing wrong with having a voice or a message as powerful as you, though. Um, So, so it's big ups on that. And like you said, the kids, I know they definitely appreciate that. Um, I remember when I, when I talked to you about the MLK performance you did, I said, the the crying was there. And I I said, like, I always enjoy watching you perform, whatever you said, don't gas my head. But I was like, (laughs) it's true. And I wonder was that performance kind of like a public version of this performance initially with the, with the pain, the aches.
1: Um, yeah it was in response to everything that was
0: like was happening? it a demo version like a mini version of this um, big performance that you had coming up
1: no okay no no, no. um so <laughs> um the woman's rally performance um was in response to um the young men that were whose lives had been taken right like all young men mm-hmm. but um ahmaud arbery was the the most recent, I think, and then we had uh, Brianna Taylor was like the most recent woman whose life had been taken during that time of the Women's uh-huh. March, and um, I was starting to, I had, I hadn't been talking about anything in regards to the lives of my brothers and sisters that I had been taken, um, and silence is deadly. It can choke yeah. you, and I wasn't. I was starting to choke um, emotionally. Because I didn't, I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't processing my feelings. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was just angry. I was angry about everything. And so when my friend Crystal Brooks um, said, you know, we're putting together this march. And Harmony, I want you to be there. I want you to speak. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, And then we got to the day of. And I got there early. And I was just like, I still can't talk about it but I can move about it. Like uh-huh. at the end of the day, I, I will always have dance. I can always express myself the way that I need to. And so um, when I when I told her that, she was like, of course we would love for you to dance. And I was like, <laughs> "I'm like, of course. <laughs> um, so I got up there and I, I, it was only supposed to be me, but then my protege called Yanni Ramanujan, uh, that's my uh-huh. baby. Love also my co-choreographer. Yeah. She showed up and I was like, "Baby, we gonna do this" because we had already been working with our kids about expressing themselves, and ha- we had been having some in-depth conversations with the babies uh-huh. um, that were baby-led. So the the kids were leading the, those conversations, and I was just listening. Yeah, I yeah. still wasn't sharing um, a lot, oh. but the fear that was so real on my kids about like. I don't know if my dad's going to come home today because I'm afraid of the police taking their, Mm -hmm. taking his life. And if my dad's not here, then who's going to take care of like those conversations. I I, I mean,
0: just even just like young kids in our community, it is a huge fear in their heart. Now, like even the 16th, even some of the teens, preteens that come here. Yeah. It's a big fear of, well, am I going to go out and get beat by a cop today or possibly killed by a cop today or anything for that matter. So it's something that, you know, like, was kind of c- covered up for so long and it's finally breaching the surface, which brings back the voice and mm-hmm. what you were talking about with the world is with technology at our fingertips, the world is starting to wake up right. somewhat to an extent. We have a long way to go, yes. but it's starting to wake up for in the past where it was like whatever your parents told you and you grew up in a home and read it in a textbook like this is history. No, that's not history. Mm-hmm. That's what you want us to believe right. is history. Mm-hmm. But there's a shitload more to history than that. Yeah, you know, and you're you're just you're just making it seem like oh, right. We went and found gold out west, and haha, you know, it wasn't that easy.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a lot worse than that, you know. And, and but if you taught that to kids, the violence and everything that came with it, mm-hmm. it's almost instilling fear in them.
1: Yeah,
0: but to grow up and still have that somewhat fear in you because you never knew the truth to begin with, mm-hmm. it's a different story in its own. So. Right,
1: it's a lot for for young people to unpack. But I'm I'm grateful that my young people are willing to have those conversations yeah and so um, but yeah so that performance that that was just that's what I had that day you Mm -hmm. know I didn't have anything else to give
0: with the tears that picked up on the thing I didn't know if it was like you had a recording going with the music or if that was like part of the performance no I
1: it wasn't it was something that ha- like it I happened in the moment. Yeah, I'm an improvisation queen, for those of you who really know me. I don't really choreograph too much of anything except for what I do for the kids. So when I perform, most of the time it is literally what I'm feeling right then in that moment. The movement. I didn't, we didn't go up there with like, oh, I know that I'm going to do this and this and this. It was, no, here's the song. We know that this is... Um, this is necessary and prevalent to the the things that are happening right now. Uh We're going to move to this and we hope that you are moved by this. And I had gotten to a point where I was on my knees um, and I was crawling because I was like, you know, it feels like that. It feels like black people are crawling to be like to to get to this place. But we still have hope. We're still trying to just get over the mountaintop we're getting uh-huh. weak but we keep going like you're not gonna br- you're not gonna break us down you're not gonna beat us down and just we're gonna keep trudging along and um, and at one point I was like, you know in this journey we have to learn how to comfort ourselves from the pain And so you see me grab myself but when I grabbed myself, I was actually thinking about all the boys that I saw it literally in front of me and I was like these are my kids these are my sons these are the children that i have taught and that's what sent me into like oh my god like i could not imagine waking like you know someone calling me like heart miss harmony my baby is gone our baby is gone no i couldn't imagine yeah. i couldn't imagine being a, a parent and i don't have any physical children but they are my children they are an extension of me and so when i started to think about that moment that some my baby's life has been taken by the hands of the police i will never see this son again i will never see this baby again all the joy all the, all the love all the innocence that yes. this baby has i will never experience again And that moment hit me so hard that i couldn't do anything But cry, which was a necessary release in that moment because I had nothing else to give. Because when you fight and you're like, you're fighting for what makes sense. (laughs) And you're like, I don't understand why I have to fight for equality. It should just be common sense. And so it's like these this should not be the world should not be this way. This like this is angering. And even now, like you see how much my my energy just shifted from like I'm angry about it because like in that moment I'm like this and this is why I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of having to prove to you my value, you know, mm-hmm. to prove to you why my life matters. And waking
0: up different day, same shit. Yeah, same struggle. Yeah, and so. e- even when you hear about the one or two on the news, and and you know, like there's probably 50, a hundred more out there. It's, it's just too many. This one article gets blown up and people, I, I know I hear people, Oh, we're still talking about this because just because that one article is there in the news and you're sick and tired of hearing it in the past month that has been playing on the news 50, 100, a 1, thousand more are going mm-hmm. on just like it. So this is the pivotal story that's trying to wake you up, yeah. but you're just too blind to see it, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, just because it happens in Chicago, People say, oh, well, it wouldn't happen in Pennsylvania or it wouldn't happen in Maine or it wouldn't happen in Texas. Like, every state's different. Mm -hmm. You know, we have East Coast, West Coast, North, South, different neighborhoods everywhere. And it goes on all across the U.S. all across the world for that matter. Yeah. So stop saying, like, I'm sick and tired of hearing about it or whatever and go out and do something about it. Right. Because by being that person in your home, just changing your TV station, changing your channel, you're not doing shit about it. You're not. You know, so you're doing something about it through your art. Mm Mm-hmm. Is beautiful i'm
1: trying
0: to nothing <clears throat> wrong with that um you said be a mother to all students and you are uh i think mother is the fundamentals of life whether it's blood or knowledge it's all the same and you pretty much covered that mm-hmm. exactly what you said so a couple of my questions and things you already beat me to the punch <laughs> but um uh i thought it was cool you said this is me and her story mm-hmm. you and her story her and her story and that inspired it so, you know, it culminated very nice. Are you, are you planning on doing another uh, showing of the show or are you planning to repost it like YouTube or anything so people who missed out on it?
1: Um, yeah, so we have one more part in our series. My friend Billy, um, they are going to be presenting their work on Billy Holiday uh, mm-hmm. n- next month. And then after that, um, to my understanding, there will be a release. Of all of the series See, okay, and then collection yes as a collection, as a yes, as okay, a collection. Cool. and then we are looking to um, to come together in the summertime and uh, create a, another piece of work for uh, Juneteenth okay. so um, just to finish the project but the what the point of this work was to get people to have conversations um, to acknowledge our the artists within to retell our stories, um, and to be seen and be heard and share mm-hmm. in a safe space in a way that belongs specifically and uniquely to us. Cool. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I hope that people book us for stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I, I don't know when Hopefully things next, start to get
0: back to normal and then, yeah. you know, cause that, that's taken a huge hit is the arts and especially, I mean, it was cool doing it Zoom, but it would have been nice to see in a live performance Yes. venue, state theater somewhere. Uh, all artists are hurting for that. Yeah. Um, all right. We just got one more little thing. Switch it up a little bit. Have fun. I got one of my sponsors here, Poddex. Oh
1: snap.
0: So I'm just gonna ask you three questions that I pull out of this. I pretty much do it for every show. I don't believe I've gotten through the whole deck yet. Okay. Three questions, rapid fire. Answer them at your own will.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: A <laughs> 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 So we got. What Guinness world record do you think you could break in the future?
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Any team. Oh, jeez. Um, I, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 that. <laughs> Maybe a smiling record. I don't all know. All right. Maybe.
0: Just walk around with a smile on your Just face forever. a
1: smile all day for, the, oh my for the next
0: 30 years. No,
1: that would hurt. So <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do it.
0: All right, is cereal a soup? Why or why not?
1: Ew. No. Definitely not.
0: Okay. What is it?
1: C- cereal are two different things. I you, you
0: add milk. Some people add milk to tomato soup, so why not? Instead of water.
1: That's you you add heavy cream, you know? That's different. Cream. Heavy heavy cream and milk, they said they two different things, you know? All right. Ew.
0: <laughs> Do you have a signature move or quirk that people notice or comment on?
1: A signature move? i think i think all of us have a signature move for sure everybody's
0: got a signature move but what is it i don't know you don't know
1: oh i got a signature say
0: what's your signature saying
1: it's your girl miss harmony coming at you
0: live or good morning beautiful people (laughs) good morning
1: beautiful people it's your girl
0: (laughs) that's it those be the lives (laughs) that's
1: true (laughs) so true
0: all right uh this is number two. Um, what's the funniest? Where yeah, what's the funniest place you ever fallen asleep?
1: The funniest place I've ever fallen asleep. Yep. On oh, my cousin LaShaney's butt.
0: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, booty, Shane! Booty pillow everywhere. <laughs> what is something you get wrong almost every time you do it?
1: Everything something I get wrong every time I do it. Uh Love. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Here on Cupid's (laughs) Arrow. And last one. Would you rather give up all drinks except for water or give up eating anything that was cooked in the oven? Ooh, that's a hard one.
1: I would be okay giving up everything. Everything cooked in the oven? No, everything except for water. All
0: drinks except for water. Yeah, Yeah. I could drink water all day. As long as I got food that's cooked in the oven, I'm golden.
1: Good.
0: All right, that's a wrap. That's what we got for you today. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for
0: breaking it down, explaining.
1: Appreciate you. Everything,
0: of course, no doubt. Yes. Till next time.
1: Till next time.
0: Everybody, make sure you tune in next time the showing. Do you have a date for the showing?
1: Uh, uh. Approximate. Uh, March. It's usually the first week end in March, Uh, or I mean the first full week in March. So. She'll um, keep
0: you posted, we will. follow her on Facebook, any social media links you want to drop, Twitters, Instagrams.
1: Yes, you can check me out at Harmony Malone on Facebook, Miss Harmony on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. All right. um, you can email me at h a r m o n y at gmail.com. Um, you can also check out our website, uh, which is also mm-hmm. mi- Miss Harmony's Dance Studio. Um, you can type that in and, and pull us up. Um,
0: United Dance Troupe.
1: Yes, you, it's all underneath Miss Harmony's all Dance right. Studios. It's all there. We've we've branched since the last time. Cool. So it's not just United. We now have a tinier Tots program and a Tiniest House program for ages 3 through 5 and 5 through 7. And then United is for 7 to 12. And in the future, if Miss Harmony has capacity, we'll create a high school division. So, um, you know. All right. We'll love it. Thank heard you. All right, for family. In. We out, gang.